0: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Alright, Jetta Cameron, and John Ritchie, we got Seltzer and Rhea with us, and of course, uh, never a stag. Probably even back in his single days, because he would always have like a beautiful blonde or brunette on his on his arm. From the Ross Tucker Football Podcast and at Ross Tucker, uh, Ross Tucker NFL, Mr. Ross Tucker. How you
1: doing, Ross? Joe, you kind of stole my thought. I was going to say we're going to go from a stag to a stallion, but let's do it. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I thought maybe you'd go stud, but you go
0: stallion? That's taking it up another level, man.
1: I Well, I was trying to stick with the animal theme. Yeah,
0: yeah. What the hell's going on See, here? Ross, this is where you... I hate to say it, but you undercut your own legitimacy as a commentator here because everyone knows that's not true. But uh, what are you going to do? All right, <laughs> Ross, let's get to it here, man. We got a, we got a big offseason for the Eagles up ahead. Let me ask you this out of the gate. Obviously, priority one is signing Hurts and hopefully to a reasonable enough contract. But other than the Hurts thing, what is the next most important priority player-wise for the Eagles?
1: Who you feel is most important that they retain? Well, two things, Joe. First of all, I think the sooner the Eagles' sign hurts, the better. What you don't want to do is wait for the Bengals to give Joe Burrow what they're going to give him, yeah. or the Ravens to potentially give Lamar Jackson a big deal, although I think that's probably headed down the franchise tag path. I mean, heck, even you know the Giants, they're probably going to tag Daniel Jones, but whatever Daniel Jones gets... Jalen Hurts is going to laugh and be like, yeah, you can put 30, 50, whatever percentage on top of that, right? So, I am quite sure. Because I was trying to think about why they weren't extending any of the guys during the season. You know, the Eagles have a long track record. Mm -hmm. And even last year, they were extending Mylata and Avante Maddox and Goddard. And I kept thinking during the year, I am surprised that they have not tried to sign any of these guys. Because that's usually what they like to do. And what I think is, number one, they had so many that they didn't want to sign one but not the others and kind of put it guys in, in like almost hurt feelings. You know, like, hmm. well, why did you pick Gardner-Johnson and not me if yep. you're Hargrave or Sayamalo or whoever? Uh, and I also think that they just feel like they need to get the Hurts thing done first to kind of know where they're at. Hmm. Um, that being the case... I'm gonna say probably Gardner Johnson. Is it because of age? Well, that's part of it, but he is the guy. Oh, you know, I was gonna say he's the guy who doesn't have a clear like waiting in the wings replacement, but Blankenship did play pretty well, but you almost forget well is, is Epps I gotta check. Is Epps a full free agent or is Epps a restricted free agent? I gotta feel like I gotta check on Epps real quick. But Yeah, I don't know um, that. But that's that, – because that, that's important. But at any rate, I do think Gardner Johnson, the versatility of safety and nickel, his ability to take away the football, I didn't realize he would hit like that. Yeah. I mean, that dude is a nut – I mean, that dude's a kamikaze. Yeah. I mean, he is not afraid to fly in there. So, here's the way I look at it, right? At, running back at Sanders, they've got some other guys. They could draft a guy. I love Sam Allo, but – they could put Jurgens in there, potentially. You also have Opeta, Driscoll. On the D-line, boy, I would love to have Hargrave back, but you do have Milton Williams. You do have Jordan Davis. They'll get Tui Pelotu back. Wouldn't be surprised if they draft somebody there. My guess is they huh. bring one of the two linebackers back in terms of Edwards or White, and they probably let N'Kobe Dean have the other spot. Bradbury's gone. There's a good chance they'll probably draft somebody. But I also think McPherson might be better than people think. I think for all the reasons I just mentioned, Gardner-Johnson's probably my top non-Hertz priority.
0: I right, said so You said something real interesting there at the end, Ross. You just snuck it in. Bradbury's gone. Is that because he's just going to be too expensive and that there's nothing they can really do
1: about it? Yeah, I think so. I think, look, they're at the position now where they have to make choices. Bradbury, God bless him has been very clear that he wants to get paid. I don't blame him. He had an awesome year. You just can't, like, he's going to get paid, I don't know, like a lot of money to be somebody's number one corner again. And the Eagles just can't afford that in the structure of the team, what they're paying Slay, the other positions that are out there. And listen, I mean, there's a reason why they develop a kid like McPherson This will be year three. He hasn't really had a chance to play, right? They had Steve Nelson year one. You know, this past year they had Bradbury. I think McPherson has a chance to be pretty good. I also think there's a pretty darn good chance with the 10th pick or at least their first first first-round pick that they take a corner because Slay's not getting any younger either. Mm -hmm. So I I just don't think that they're going to invest the resources You know, you can have one highly paid corner. I think it'll be Slay, and they'll draft. I think you can have one highly paid safety. I think it'll be Gardner-Johnson, and then the other one they'll work on, whether it's Blankenship or whatever. You almost go down the line, it's really hard to have multiple highly paid guys at certain positions. Ross, I'm holding out hope that they figure out a way to bring back Javon Hargrave, and I wonder – how much do you believe it factors in that his dead cap hit is almost $12 million? Basically, if he goes and plays for someone else, the Eagles have to foot a $12 million dead cap hit. Well, I think – I mean, there, there are ways that they could do it now to restructure it to, um, to, to, to lessen that pain if they did it before a free agency started. That's mm-hmm. my understanding. I don't know if you're Hargrave, why do you care about that or why would you do that? But that might be one of the things that they're working on. It's possible, kind of like Fletcher Cox a year ago, that they take the dead cat medicine with Hargrave and then they still try to get him done to a, a new deal. I would love if they had Hargrave back because you lose I mean, we don't think Cox will be back. Sue and Linval Joseph, while they're not going to be back, they were contributing players. So I'd feel much better about the D-line. If their top three guys are Hargrave, Milton Williams, Jordan Davis, I feel pretty good about that going in next year. I mean, Milton Williams was making a bunch of plays later in the year. Uh, Davis, I thought, was doing good things earlier in the year until he got hurt. Those guys just weren't getting very many snaps. Jeez, I I need to see a lot more from Jordan Davis before I start having confidence in him. Uh, Is our offensive coordinator spot all but locked up? I mean, is it Brian Johnson? We just haven't had it form- formally announced, or is it possible there's someone waiting in the wings that we're not aware of, Ross? Well, that would surprise me, John, because we've heard all kinds of stuff in terms of interviews with for defensive coordinator candidates. We haven't heard one. I mean, yeah. have you guys heard one interview mm-hmm. with an offensive coordinator candidate? That would seem to me to, to believe that, They know who it is and it'll be Brian Johnson and that they're going to promote him. I will say this. I love the Eagles' approach to coaching interviews. They have interviewed some guys like Jimmy Leonard, former teammate of mine with the Buffalo Bills, who was a stud D coordinator for University of Wisconsin the last few years. They interviewed the guy from Michigan. You know, what I can't stand is groupthink. And so many of these teams – I swear they interviewed the same three guys. And I, and I know that the Eagles interviewed Vance Joseph, and that's fine. But so many of these teams, it's like the same four or five names that you hear for every coordinator. The Eagles have probably interviewed three or four D coordinator candidates that not a single other team did. You know what that tells me? Number one, they don't give a flip what the other teams do. And number two, they actually do their due diligence and have an idea of who some of the young up and coming stud coaches are. It's how they got Siri
0: it's how they got Sirianni, Ross.
1: It's how they got Gannon.
0: It's how they got Gannon as well. It's
1: how they got Gannon. Because they It's how know. they got it's
0: how they got Andy Reid all those years ago. I mean, it, it is what it is. You you gotta you gotta get to the depth if you're gonna make a hire like that. Ross, what do you know about some of these defensive coordinator candidates? Is there one that you can tell us, you think is particularly impressive and would be a good get for the Eagles?
1: Well, that's interesting um, because I'd almost have to pull them all up again. You know, I I mean, what? here's the thing. If they end up hiring somebody internally, I'll feel good about it because of the – I I already know what you guys are going to say. I already know how how the shows are going to go. If they hire somebody uh, internally, are you guys going to say – Well, that just shows that because they interviewed all these other guys that he was the strongest candidate and they feel good about him? Or is the fact that they're interviewing all these other guys proof to you guys that they don't really love their internal candidates? It's a concern. I'll say that. It's a concern. It feels really different from the offense. Yeah. I hope they don't want their internal candidates because I want the defense to look different. Yeah, it's another approach.
0: Just my Uh, opinion.
1: Well, you know, I will say this, Rhea. In fairness, I do think – just because you are an internal candidate doesn't mean it has that's to be. That's a the fair same. point. I just, that's my concern. I mean, listen, uh. st- when, you know, when, uh, I mean, I guess it's a little bit different, but when Sirianni gave up the play calling, Steichen changed it la- uh, in 2021, and then Steichen changed it again for yep. this year. You know, he changed it twice. I've heard good things about Desai, um, Sean Desai, right, um, Joe. Um, he's one. Um, I know B-Doc and people really like Vance Joseph, um, who's got a lot of experience. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of intrigued by someone without a lot of experience just because of how well it went with Sirianni Steichen and Gannon. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I guess I, I don't need it to be somebody that's done it for 10, 15 years. I kind of like – I mean, they interviewed the inside linebacker coach and co coordinator at Georgia, Glenn Schumann. They interviewed the Michigan D coordinator. I mean, they, I, I just love the fact that they don't really care, and they recognize, which I love, that there's value in getting some of these young minds from college that do things a little bit different.
0: Ross Tucker with us. Ross, one or two more on the actual players here. Uh, a lot of people think Miles Sanders is probably gone. If he is, is Kenny Gainwell, in your opinion, good enough to be a lead back or
1: a often used tandem running back. So the first thing on Sanders there's a lot of running backs in free agency and I would say a decent amount of them people will probably feel like are better than Miles. I don't really know how much he's going to get.
0: So you think he might be able to be kept here on a cheaper deal than Miles Sanders would prefer? Is that is that what you're he sort of telling us? To?
1: Yes. No, I well, do. Well, if, two if, different questions. If he's two different interested, questions right yeah, there. I do. Go ahead, Ross. Two, two different questions there. Number one, I do. I think there's a decent chance he's back because I just don't think the market is going to be what he's hoping it's going to be. I mean, Aaron Jones, okay, who's a better player than Miles Sanders, he just had to take a $5 million pay cut and – so he went from 16 million uh, this year to 11 million, and a lot of that is per game roster bonuses. So, like, if he's inactive for a few games because he's hurt, it's even less than 11 million. And that's Aaron Jones. Now you got, you know, uh, Josh Jacobs and Saquon Barkley and all these guys. Miles is a little bit further down the down the line. So, to answer your question, John, there's a number where I absolutely would love to have Miles back. I don't know, you know, I, I have to go through it and see what that number is. But there's definitely a number where I'd be happy to have Miles back. Um, the other part of your question, Joe, I do think Gainwell could be a lead back. I've been high on him the last couple of years. Now, I suspect that they would try to draft the running back because this will even be Gainwell's third year, and he's not the biggest back. So I wouldn't be surprised if they tried to get – you know, there's a lot of uh, – I think I saw where Daniel Jeremiah, who I respect a lot, you know, he. I think he said he believes there's double-digit starting running backs in this draft and that wow. normally they would be first- and second-round players, but because of how people feel about that position, they'll get pushed down to the third or fourth round. That sounds pretty good to me, guys. Sure does. I mean, get, get, a, get a starting caliber back in the third or fourth round to go with Gainwell – Hopefully they can bring Boston back. I love Boston Scott as a as a third back, and i I would feel pretty good about that backfield.
0: Ross, we're looking forward to having you on the morning show a lot, man. Thanks for doing this today, and and obviously we'll have you on a a, a ton. And again, the Ross uh, Tucker Football Podcast for everyone to get more of Ross's work all the time. Ross, thanks, pal. Yeah, my
1: pleasure. Thank you guys for having me. You're killing it. I'm enjoying listening. Thanks, Pat. Thanks.
0: We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend a whole here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for
1: 25 bucks per line per month
0: with eligible trade-in when you switch.